Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. All right, welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. So we are going to be blowing the lid off of some uh, possible conspiracy theories today (laughs) that people might think are theories, but we are going to back it up with science and declassified documents about how all of us are psychic on some level, and it's really up to us through our own spiritual practices to open up and strengthen our intuition and our spiritual gifts. So I'm really excited about this because I just released my book called The Intuition-Led Business, and I'm excited to interview you, Jason, to understand more about how you practice opening and strengthening your intuition, like maybe even some really cool stories that you've had happen to you or inspiration or guidance you've received from the beyond, as well as um, just how you receive, because I feel like everyone receives in a different way and everyone has different spiritual gifts. So let's let's go ahead and dive into this. So talk, talk to us a little bit about the science or some of this research that you've come across. Well, so first of all, let me sit, let me lead off by saying that I'm definitely not a scientist. I'm not an expert in this field at all. I do film and video. I've been a video marketer for about 20 years. That's my profession. So I don't pretend to, to have a PhD in any of these things. One thing though, that um, has always been very powerful, me throughout, powerful for me throughout my life has been the power of visualization. I learned this as a very young child. My mother told me before sporting events um, and before I would have to go give a presentation in class to close my eyes and see it happening the way I wanted to see it happen. And this eventually manifested. So I wanted to slam dunk a basketball. And from the time I was like eight, seven, eight years old, I would always be jumping up to try to touch different things. And I would always see myself being able to dunk it. And I'll never forget on my 13th birthday, um, it was a mini ball that I could palm, uh, and it was on July 4th. So my birthday is July 5th. And I was outside at the basketball court with some friends at midnight because we lived in a townhouse complex, and I, I, I dunked that mini ball. And from that point on, it was just I could do it over and over and over and over again. And that was one of the most powerful experiences that I ever had for visualization, right? So pardon me. I'm sorry that my uh, my computer here is making a little bit of noise and I'm going to want to turn that off. All right. So moving forward, I took that experience and I applied it to every different element of business or school or relationship or anything that I could. And lo and behold, things would, would come to fruition. So fast forward 42 years. (laughs) And just recently I saw a YouTube video about these declassified CIA documents, one of which was where they studied the Monroe Institute's gateway process, gateway process or gateway experience. And the Monroe Institute is still around today. You can go to their website right now and you can do these virtual retreats because of the whole COVID thing. But the agent 
was tasked in this document from that for, was from 1983 to find out how and why it worked, not if it worked. And if you if you skip to page 39, the very end summary of this document, it basically confirms the fact that we can elevate our vibration using sound waves and binaural beats to match the vibration or the frequency of the earth. And by doing that, we can actually separate from our bodies and do interdimensional travel. I know this is crazy, it sounds insane, but these are de declassified documents and there's a reason that the CIA had somebody do a 39 page report, not if it works, but how and why. So for me, and, and throughout this, this document, it also talks about the energy grid that we all exist on and how we're all actually beacons of energy and we're all interconnected and that we live in a holographic universe and we as the observer actually affect and manifest the things that we focus on when you marry thought and visualization with feeling and emotion. So for me, it was just a very vindicating experience to see a bit of science, right? Backing up that intuitive feeling that I've had my whole life of where when I'm visualizing something and I, and I focus on it, 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 I'm able to figure out ways to manifest it to where it comes reality and that we're all connected. That we're all, we're all part of this together. It was very encouraging to me. Um, yeah, some yeah. people, it's, I told my dad about it. He's like, you're kind of scaring me here, Jason. This is really weird. <laughs> but for me, it was encouraging. It didn't scare yeah, me at yeah. all. So right. that was a yeah. long answer. Yeah, no, that was really good. That was very good. And um, I do think it does scare some people. You know, it's like, why are we fascinated with watching paranormal TV shows about ghosts right. and ghost hunters? You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, some of us are fascinated with the unseen. Some of us are maybe a little afraid of it. Like if it actually happened where we saw a ghost in our house, we would be like, ah, like totally scared. <laughs> But when we realize that, you know, we are spirits, we are souls and, you know, inhabiting a body of flesh and blood and that, um, we are all connected. Uh, I, I do want to dive in a little bit. You brought up some good points about vibration mm -hmm. and also the earth's resonance. Uh, do you know, I can share what I know about Schumann resonance. If, okay. So the Schumann resonance is the earth's heartbeat. And it, it, it vibrates at a 7.83 Hertz level. And the way they discovered this really, or understood why it was so important is NASA astronauts were going into space and getting sick and they didn't understand why. And when they discovered that this Schumann resonance is actually what keeps our bodies happy and, and feeling good they created a device that would resonate at 7.83 Hertz and sent it up with them in space and no more sickness. So oh. <laughs> it is powerful. Now there is a website you can check out what the earth's heartbeat is at any point in time. The interesting thing is that this Schumann resonance, it's S C H U M A N N. I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. The interesting thing about this is it has been increasingly getting higher over the last few years. What? <laughs> yes. Okay. And what people will, what, well, there's a lot of theories as to why. I will tell you one of the spiritual theories. 
So a lot of people realized after 2012, you know, the whole end of the world, December 21st, 2012, Mayan calendar, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, People, like there was some planetary alignments that happened that were only like once in like millennia, you know, and people even now looking back can say, hmm, you know, it seems like people have awakened a bit since 2012. It feels like we have this higher level of awareness, uh, into intuitive gifts have shown up. Uh, people are just becoming more aware. And I can see that in marketing too, since you're in video marketing. I mean, we've talked about this before, how people are just becoming less transactional and more, uh, human to human more, you can like customers are getting so sophisticated and intuitive that they're starting to smell the BS a lot sooner and mm-hmm. getting more sensitive to that. And I attribute that to a, a global raising of consciousness. Now, the interesting thing is the last couple of years, it's gotten <clears throat> higher and higher and you can see there's energy spikes just in the last you know week or so you can see that there's, uh, some days they'll, there will be these huge spikes. It'll be like whiteout, like, like for 15 minutes, it's just like a whiteout stripe across this graph. And I've started to really pay attention to my physical and emotional well-being. And there are some times where I will feel just weird emotions for no reason. You know, like I don't like the beginning of, uh, I think it was August, the beginning of August when there was all these explosions, August, 2020, that is (laughs) in case Mm -hmm. you're listening to this far in the future, (laughs) there was all these explosions in all these different countries and, uh, just like day after day, after day, after day. And it just, I felt like really heavy. Didn't really know why check the news. It was interesting. Check the Schumann resonance. It was interesting. And, uh, you know, Carl Jung, who is the psychoanalyst, a psychiatrist, father of modern analytical psychology, talked about the collective unconscious and the collective mind and to your point of being connected. And um, it's possible that many of us have started to really pick up on this collective unconscious. And sometimes it will come through as a sudden headache for no reason or sudden depression for no reason. And you, I mean, this is just another tool in your tool belt to realize it might not be you. And as soon as you disconnect from it and say, this isn't mine, sometimes it just goes away. It's just a message, you know, coming or information coming through. So anyway, that was a long explanation of Schumann, but the vibration and the frequency and even like the brain in alpha wave state, which you can talk about in a minute, that actually is very close to the Schumann resonance, um, as far as the frequency. So, um, talk to us about raising frequency. What, what does that mean to you and how do you increase your frequency and, and, and why do you think it's important? So I recently read a book, so I'm a Christian. Um, there are a lot of non-traditional beliefs that I'm have that if you were to take some of my viewpoints, like for instance, I think it's mind boggling to me that mainstream Christianity is okay with just taking 18 years of Jesus Christ's life and saying, eh, we don't care what happened during that time. To me, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I just I can't. So I'm always questioning. I'm always doing research and I'm always listening to, with my heart. 
with this gift that I was given by God. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit, that energy does reside inside of all of us. And I don't think that we would be built as beings that are supposed to ask questions and seek the truth if God didn't want us to do that. We're supposed to ask questions. I agree. I think that a lot of mainstream Christianity um, kind of pushes back against asking a lot of questions and seeking. You're not supposed to do that. That's yeah. blasphemy. Yeah, because it could it could like falter your faith somehow or like right. shake your foundations. But no, it's very healthy, healthy to ask questions because right. how else do we learn? Exactly. And and if you do have a very strong faith and you do put your belief that no matter what you do, you're going to be guided to the truth, which is how I believe, then I feel like it's okay. If, if I do everything I do framed in G, in Jesus Christ and I, I have a constant dialogue. So this I'll get to the vibration answer here. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I read a book. Uh, it was given to me by my brother-in-law, a guy named Troy Sheline. He's a retired first sergeant from the Marine Corps. He did nine deployments. Um, and I met him before he met Jesus Christ and after. Before he met Jesus Christ, he was a very angry man. I saw him the day he got back from a place called Operation Restore Warrior. His eyes looked completely different. I've never seen a more dramatic change in a human being in my life. And that reinforced my faith dramatically. And Troy has kind of become a spiritual mentor for me. He gave me a book called Two Chairs by Bob Bodine. And the concept of two chairs is that you start every single day in a conversation with God. And you literally pull up another chair and you speak or think 20% of the time. You bring your issues or your thoughts. And then you listen 80% of the time. And while listening... I treat this almost as a form of meditation. What I've added to this is I've added some solfeggio frequency um, in the headphones mm -hmm. while I'm listening. And I've been given scripture during this process. And I want, I need to tell you this. I don't know the Bible. I, I didn't know the Bible and I still don't, I don't memorize verses. Um, I didn't even know all the books of the Bible, but every time I would see a flash of like something, I have a journal and I would write it down and then I would open my big Bible. And I would go to the passage and that passage would, I would say 90% of the time, because 10% of the time I'm like, okay, what, well, I don't really know what this means, <laughs> but 90% of the time it would apply to the situation that I was bringing to the conversation. There would be something relevant. And, you know, psych, psych, psychologically speaking, we can say that, okay, I went into that looking for an answer. So I'm, you know what I mean? There's a, a, bu a bunch of different ways that you could potentially discount it. But for me personally, it's been a very transformative experience. And so during those solfeggio frequencies and during what I, uh, so I'll go from the two chair session to visualizing things, to actually seeing the goals that I'm trying to, to manifest or create. And I'll deploy the five senses during the visualization process. Um, I'll, I'll smell if I, if I want to, you know, if I want to have a house somewhere, or I want to be able to travel somewhere, I'll smell what I imagine that to smell like, or I'll feel the sand underneath my feet. You know, I'll, I'll feel the wind on my skin. All of these things elevate your vibration, elevate your ability to put yourself there and to, in essence, um, put it out to the universe, the divine matrix, and um, open yourself up to receiving it. I believe that. I believe that's prayer. And, um, so that's how I do it. It's a, it's an intentional process. Now it always, it wasn't always an intentional process. This is very recent for me. This, so you talk about people having an awake awakening. Um, this is extremely recent for me. 
And uh, I'm, I've also been really researching the different frequencies and how they can affect you. Uh, back to the Monroe Institute, that's one thing that they implement is that the binaural beats that get your body resonating on different frequencies. And, and it, it gets this frequency where your, your heart is beating in the same resonance as the earth's, I believe. And it's bouncing back and forth between your brain. They actually outline this in, in this 39 page document. And um, once you get to that level, you, I forget what the different frequencies are. You could probably go through them, the brain frequencies, mm -hmm. um, but you get between this certain level and it's the ideal level for you to project or travel. So, but yeah, that's, that's how I raise my frequencies. The two chairs practice meditation, visualization, solfeggio frequencies and binaural beats. I love it. Yes. And you're exactly right. Like the alpha wave state is the brain's optimal state for creativity, concentration, and focus. And it is the state that is induced by meditation and yoga. Mm -hmm. So, and also if you want to, uh, check out the solfeggio frequencies, I love that. Um, I've also found the, uh, matcha green tea, uh, puts your brain in an alpha wave state as well because of the L-theanine. You can also get L-theanine supplements as well. But that, I mean, our brain can go in different states. Beta is the straight state of stress. It's hard to be creative when you're in a stressed out state. Uh, alpha, uh, delta and theta are more like sleeping, sleeping type of frequencies. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And as, as the Schumann resonance actually increases, it can make us feel stressed out. It can make us go into that beta state. So it's, it's, it's been fairly intense. I think we can all agree. Yeah, it sure the has. State, the state of the world has been fair, fairly intense. I was, I, I'm going to, speaking of this, and I'm going to take a negative detour here because this kind of broke my heart a little bit. So I, the other day, um, I was in my dad wagon minivan <laughs> driving to refill we get uh these five gallon water jugs for our house from a place called water to go it's reverse osmosis because you know i don't want to calcify my pineal gland another story yes another anyway. story <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm on my way up there and i'm driving up main it's literally called main street um in between royal oak michigan and clausen michigan which are two suburbs of detroit and they're very nice areas and I'm driving up the street and I see these two kids on BMX bikes a little bit up the road and uh, they're on the opposite side of the road on the shoulder. And I see one kid hop off his bike and like run toward an oncoming SUV and then move it really quick. And I'm like, Oh boy, these kids couldn't be older than 15 years old. And so I kind of slow down a little bit and they, they go into the center lane and I'm like, okay, I need to be careful. And as I approach one of them, pretends like he's going to whip over in front of me. Now here's, I didn't necessarily handle the situation the way that I should have. I can take responsibility for that. I rolled my window down and I said, get the hell out of the street. I shouldn't have done that because I, the reason I wanted him to get out of the street was not because I was worried about my minivan. I wasn't worried about me. I didn't want them to get hurt because they're kids. This kid, his immediate response was, get out the car, get out of the car and started, I'm not going to say what he started screaming at me, but he started cussing at me. And there was a light not very far up that I had to stop at a red light. And he came right up to my window and continued to scream at me to get out of my car and call me names 
right in front of there's a, a restaurant that was having a soft grand opening with a bunch of people on the patio sitting there watching. And all I could do, this was a, a young 15 year old boy. Um, he was a young African-American boy. He had a, a hood on. And all I could think of is if I were somebody different, this kid very potentially could be hurt because all I did was look at him and say, you need to get out of the street. And I turned right and drove away because I'm not going to escalate a situation like that. But this particular situation said so many things to me that broke my heart. Number one, this, this child was angry. He was, he's angry for whatever reason he's mad. Number two, he thinks that that type of behavior is okay. He thinks that he can go up to a, a window of a, of a grown man who told him to get the hell out of the middle of the street and scream at the grown man to get out of the car. Now, what would have happened if I got out of the car? I don't know if he had a weapon. Maybe he did. That thought went through my head. That also breaks my heart that I have to worry about a child having a weapon. But what if he did not have a weapon and this kid just thought he was going to fight? He would have been, I would have, if I was somebody, if I was even my brother-in-law, Troy, who was a retired Marine Corps uh, first sergeant, this young man could have been hurt. The other thing that broke my heart is what's happening at home for him to feel like that behavior is okay. Um, why is he so angry? Why does he think that's all right? And then lastly, he's going to grow up. He's representative of a generation that's seeing what's happening right now around our country and seeing how divided everybody is and how polarized everybody is. And, and that's his reality. All of those things went through my head. I, I, and it took me a little while to process why it was so depressing to me. Most people would just be like, oh, what a punk kid. But for me, it was just, there were all these things firing off at once. And I was just like, ah. So when you talk about the frequency, it, the heartbeat of the earth is elevating and, and think the tension is there and everything's vibrating. Fat. Like that right there to me was a, was a very clear cut picture of that reality. You know what I mean? And all over the yep. country and all over the world, that, that reality is manifesting in, in, in much more extreme ways. Yeah. And what's interesting about that Schumann resonance also increasing is if you're normally in a, in a more negative or lower vibration, it's going to intensify it. If you're normally a positive person, there are good things that are coming along with this human resonance. I mean, yes, you may uh, feel some things now and again, but for the most part, my experience has been, I feel like my intuition has been increasing and mm -hmm. I have, um, it's like the better it gets, the better it gets. It just, you know, so there is, it's interesting because there is a physical separation happening between people, people fighting, things like this. But I also feel like there is a spiritual separation and emotional separation happening as well. I agree with you 100%. I think that spiritually, so never before has what I consider to be spiritual warfare um, been all more obvious to me and, mm -hmm. and, and more, it's almost become brazen to a degree. Uh, when you look at a lot of the pop culture, uh, as far as even a lot of the songs, I mean, it's become fashionable in fashion to wear clothing that mocks sacred symbols. Mm -hmm. It's become fashionable in a variety of music um, to mock uh, Christianity to a degree uh, in a brazen and blatant fashion. And it's funny because once you start to notice these things, once you start to see these things and you start to pay attention to them, you really start to see them everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not, and 
you know, the word conspiracy theorist has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because to me, as long as you're approaching things in a rational manner and, and with kind of a scientific approach to it, right? So you need to look at things from a middle ground and let the information tell the story, let the facts tell the story. Um, so that's what I've always tried to do when, when I come to forming my opinions and things like that. I feel like lately, even those portions, right? Where do we, who do we get our information from? Where is that, how is that information being controlled? Uh, we talk about spiritual and, and, and physical separation. Look at the narrative now that's being delivered in the media. Think about the separation that's there. I mean, you can, I don't watch the news anymore at all, just because <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is that I'm watching. It makes me upset because one saying one thing, the other one saying the complete opposite thing. It's, it's like, how oh, I haven't even seen that. I've seen people string together uh, different news broadcasts and it's like word for word, like they all got the oh, same yeah. talking points and, yes. it, and it's an echo chamber. And this is actually, uh, speaking of the CIA, this is a, a CIA project Mockingbird. It's a, it, mm -hmm. it is an op. It's it, it, as of 2012, it is legal for propaganda to happen again in our country. Um, so yeah, it's, do you know where the the phrase conspiracy theory actually came from? Yeah, I okay, so I read this. I don't remember, but it was a it was an intentional thing that was It was. Planned. The so, CIA came up with it to right. divert any questions about the Kennedy assassination. Hmm. Well, there you go. And, and all conspiracy really means what does conspiracy mean? We've we've made this, you know, a, a bad word, but what does it mean? It just means done in secret. It just means right. a secret handshake deal that you didn't know about that wasn't in public. Mm -hmm. Well, so, and it's more than one person, right? It's isn't it supposed to be a group, or is that? Yes, or is, yes yeah. more than one person. Yeah, right. and and the the theory part of it. I mean, when you have a theory, there could still be evidence of the theory. Right. What Absolutely. is truth anyway? What is truth? Truth is whatever <laughs> we think it is until there's more evidence, right? Absolutely. Everyone has their own truth. Well, look at science. I love I love when people talk about well, it's scientifically proved. Okay, how much has science changed in fifty years? Totally. Or in seventy, you know, things that we thought were so. Pluto's a planet. Now it's not a planet. Now it is a planet. I mean, you know, um, it's. We thought it was a flat Earth until it wasn't. Right, and now there's some. <laughs> now some people are like, yeah, yeah totally. Flat. Yeah, whatever. Next. <laughs> next next subject i that to me yeah there's it's mind it's mind blowing to me when people just blindly accept things as well it's this way because it's always been this way or you need to deploy your rational thought and and your ability to reason and so. and be curious you know the abc yeah. always be curious yes. someone make you mad i love your example that you gave with the story like you were really showing curiosity and empathy like that's sad. Like, what is their home life like? Like, what what could possibly have made this person act that way? And I feel like a lot of our problems would just simply go away if we would just be curious about other people. Yeah, and care and deploy. It's uh, even conversations. So people get into political conversations. I have a very close friend of mine. We're on very opposite ends of the spectrum, socially and politically. And this, this friend of mine uh, has certain viewpoints that he doesn't realize are offensive 
right? Do you like, he doesn't know yes. that he's being offensive yes. to entire groups of people. Yes. But yes. he and I can sit down and have a rational conversation because he cares about me and I care about him. And we respect each other enough to know that, well, if you feel this way, there's a reason that you that you came to this conclusion or this mode of thought. Let's break that down and figure out the root of how you came to that. Let's analyze that and see if that's uh, if, there, if it's a justifiable mode of thought. Where did that thought come from? Where did that mode of thinking come from? But the majority of people right now are listening simply so that they can think about what they want to say to it, right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. not listening. They're not right. engaging with the person that's in front of them because they're not deploying empathy and, that, and they don't care enough. So that's a very good point. Now, I feel like I'm getting a little too, I'm, I'm kind of shifting too negative with the conversation. I'm like, oh, people don't care. And the earth's vibration and frequency is elevating the negativity. A lot of I love the point. That, yeah. I love the point that you said about how the earth's frequency and, and the heart heartbeat is increasing and it amplifies where you're vibrating at. So if you're in a positive mindset, it for sure. And I've noticed, I've felt it it amplifies the positivity in your life. You're able to deal with different situations better. I've also noticed the emotional swings and I'm going to, I, I definitely want to check out that link because mm -hmm. I didn't even know. I didn't know you could go to a website and see what was happening. And I had no clue that the heartbeat was, was going up. Tell me, I'm curious about your book more because yeah. I tell me, can you kind of summarize what the subject matter of the book is? Because I'm yeah. fascinated by it already. So the title is The Intuition-Led Business. Subtitle is Navigating Business in Uncharted Waters. And this book has been in the works for probably three years. And uh, I'll tell you quickly about why I wrote the book, and then I'll tell you what the book's about. But uh, so I've been studying intuition, how to open it, how to strengthen it. Like I think in another life, I probably wanted to be psychic at some point, like, cause you know, life would be easier if you just knew the answers and you didn't have to go through all the trial and error. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've always just kind of been fascinated by this. And I did a lot of research and study over several years on it. And, um, I wanted to create a book that would be very easy to understand for someone that maybe was just starting from scratch. I would uh, watch some people talk about their psychic gifts and they said, oh, I've been this way since I was a little child, you know, and I really truly believe that you're born with it. And I, I don't agree. I feel like, well, I, I agree we're born with it, but I agree. I, I, I feel like we start to lose it or shut it down. And so this is just a matter of remembering and relearning the gifts that we have. And so, yeah, it's in, and the other part of it is I believe that, uh, the business world in order to survive the next few years, if you're an entrepreneur, you must learn how to strengthen this gift. Mm -hmm. Einstein had a quote, um, which is, I don't have it memorized, but it's the first quote in my book. And he says that, Rational thought was supposed to be the, the servant and intuition is the gift. And somehow we've mixed them up. That's brilliant. And we've lost the gift and we've created the rational mind as the, as the master. And I, I agree a hundred percent. Like 
from working with, you know, thousands of entrepreneurs for a couple of decades, like, you know, there's people that want to follow a formula or there's people that want to follow an expert and just do exactly what they say. And, um, people who join masterminds and they will say, I have this, this problem, what shall I do? And they're negating their God-given gift of intuition and seeking for that answer, asking God or asking higher self or whatever you want to call it, whatever resonates with you and receiving the one and only answer that is most aligned to them and is going to work out the best because, you know, asking 20 people what they think, they're all going to answer from their perspective. Right. And none of that might be aligned with you and where you're headed. Plugging in um, is another phrase that uh, when you plug into the universe and you're open to receive, I'm fascinated by your book. I can't wait to read it. To Thank you. you. Yeah, it's out in I'm a couple excited. weeks. Thank you. Okay, cool. I'm excited about this. Um, but I, that's, that's a, it's always good to seek outward guidance and outward advice. But when it comes to solutions, we also really need to look inward. Yes. And plugging in is also a part of looking inward, right? You're plugging into the divine and becoming that. So, um, yeah, that's a fascinating mode, mode of thought. And I, I think that you're absolutely correct that a lot of people, most people probably uh, are ignoring that part of their, we're flesh. I did <laughs> for years. Prayers, we are flesh sacks. Yeah. Right. We're that's, that's, we're flesh vessels of energy and, and souls. Right. Yeah. And I think so many people focus on the, 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 the physical characteristic and forget about the, the things that we were born with in our, in our spiritual nature. Yeah. And I think that we are conditioned and indoctrinated at a very early age to ignore that part of us. And I mentioned the pineal gland. Uh, wow. I'm so sorry. Is that loud? <laughs> So I don't understand how to, and everybody watching this, I'm sorry. These are, I'll get text messages that come through and, and it dings on my laptop. Same thing. It's, it's Apple. It's okay. Being Apple. It's okay. Yeah. Sometimes so, I heard the one person say, you know, it, it, it's okay if it happens. Sometimes it's just the universe telling you to, to wake up. Listen, this is about to yeah. be important. So <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> so as far as the whole pineal part, um, I find it extremely fascinating to me that the pineal gland traditionally and Manly P. Hall, who is somebody that uh, he wrote the, the secret teachings of all ages. I believe he's classified as an occultist. I, I know that he's been criticized by a lot of uh, uh, Christian thought. Um, the jury's still out, but he wrote about a lot of interesting things. He has a whole book devoted to the, to the pineal gland and uh, the symbolism of it. And I think I, I find it fascinating that one of the main side effects of fluoridization of water is that it calcifies our pineal gland. I mean, to me, that's when I first read that about 15 years ago, I was just really starting to discover the pineal gland, which is, you know, the third eye. And, um, it just said to me, okay, something doesn't feel right about this. I don't understand. And, and while you have, you have all these I don't want to debate about fluoride and if it's effective on your teeth by drinking it in the water, but you have all of these dentists, a lot of these dentists are saying that it's not effective at all. It's just, um, so I believe that, that the, the awakening of our third eye or whatever we want to refer that to 
needs to be a very intentional process because it's been deliberately pushed down and suppressed um, as we've been conditioned and indoctrinated. I feel like there's a concerted effort for us to, yeah. to ignore the innate spirituality that we, that we possess. Well, even think about some of the prejudices that we might have about psychics. Like he, right. some people hearing that word or medium might be right. like, oh, wow, they could be really crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, and when, when I started opening up my intuition, I did have experiences where I questioned my sanity and I would mm -hmm. have to say it to someone that I trusted and say, this really interesting thing just happened. Am I, am I making this up? Like, am I inventing this? Am I going crazy? And no, no. And then they'd say something that has happened to them. And we've been conditioned to believe that some of these spiritual experiences are crazy. Um, so that's a real fear people have. Mm -hmm. And I agree that the pineal gland, it's definitely worth some research. If you guys are interested in this, uh, it's, it is, uh, they found that there are, uh, I don't remember the exact word. It's a biological term, but in, in this little gland that's in your brain, they have found similar attributes to your actual eyeballs, like right. whatever those, like, I want to say it's something ites or something. I, I can't, I can't remember the name, but there's actually like these crystallized, like things that kind of rattle around and they actually can form images. So you mm -hmm. can actually see things with your mind, with your mind. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. And as you speaking of the frequencies, right. Uh, solfeggio mm -hmm. frequencies and different yes. meditation. Um, there's a, a lot of frequencies you can listen to that, that they claim that, you know, awaken the pineal gland or now granted, if you go on YouTube, there's a frequency for everything, you know, <laughs> yeah well there with, is. <laughs> or even just your music i've i've read some studies about how um the four you're a music guy so i'm don't want to mess this up but there's 432 right like, do you know about this 432 um okay so i'm probably going to get it wrong but i'll try okay it's like 432 versus 440 it used to be i think 432 and then they changed it they changed it to be 440 across all music so any music you download on Apple music or whatever is tuned to this frequency, right? Which is more dissonant to your brain than the original of 432. Yes. Yeah, so I, the part that I'm going to get wrong is the numbers. Okay. Yeah, me too. Not, I could be wrong. I'm it could be flip flopped. I know. I, I play records, but I don't play guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not for the record. Things, we don't know. <laughs> they would tune all instruments to one frequency early on. And then I forget when it happened, but it was like across the board. They changed how they tuned all of the instruments to a different frequency. Yes. The first frequency was closer to how the human body resonated, right? Yeah. So the music actually aligned with you more, made you feel better, and impacted you more. And then this other frequency did not have the same type of impact. And I believe it would, because what, what happens is the human body tries to match the frequency that it's around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's it's like a why tuning I fork, actually, it's if you have a tuning 100%. fork, yeah. Yes. And it's going to resonate at, at one point or another, the other one's going to start buzzing like the first tuning fork that was struck. Right. Absolutely. And so now the, this new frequency that all instruments and all things are, are uh, tuned to is a lower vibrational frequency, which in essence is going to bring our, our vibration down 
on a more, uh, you know, the lower the, the frequency level, the um, it's a, more of the physical body and less of the spiritual body. Right. Correct. Yes. Yes. Same thing as like the Kundalini chakra or whatever. It's I, yeah. Yeah, like the the body's energy systems or the mm -hmm. chakras. Yes. Um, yes. and. Yeah, you, it's the the higher chakras are the ones like in your head, your crown, your throat. Those are the higher ones. Your heart and the heart is in the middle. And you got the solar plexus, sacral, and root all the way down. Um, mm -hmm. And one's more like carnal, physical body. One's more spiritual, um, conscious, or uh, beyond, like the the beyond. Right. Um, I did look it up. It's 440 is the most widely accepted tuning st standard now. Um, mm -hmm. They started actually, I was watching a documentary on it, but they started to change this um, even back in the 1700s. They started to start uh, just changing the tuning a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, it's really interesting. And then if you I'll go on YouTube and you actually listen to, okay, this music was 432. This music was 440 hertz. Which one sounds better? You can tell the difference with your ears right away. The 432 always sounds better. Right. Um, the 440 is what all music now is tuned in pretty much. Um, there's an app actually you can get that will, that will retune right. your, your music to the, the preferred frequency. So that's super cool. Yeah. You should post a link to that too. I will. I'll <laughs> add that as well. Well, this has been a really fun episode. <laughs> like I love going down yeah. these rabbit holes and gosh, there's just so like so many mysteries of the universe we could talk about. We could go for hours really. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, for people that are um, just starting to open up and awaken their intuition into their spirituality, um, this is a good little intro, maybe a little more on the fire hose side for some, <laughs> but, um, yeah. this has been good. So, um, Jason, uh, let's have you, uh, wrap us up with how people can learn more about you. Give a little pitch for your business, what, what you specialize in, and okay. then, um, end us on a final thought, a final nugget of truth or wisdom. Okay. So business-wise, uh, I have a video marketing agency called Collective Age Media. We create videos that get attention. And then we also use those videos to market for a multitude of B2B clients. We have local clients to global clients. And we back everything we do by data because our, our main goal, our laser light focus goal is to make sure that every one of our clients gets a return on their investment. We don't like taking money from people unless they're going to make it. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to collectiveagemedia.com. You can visit me on LinkedIn. I'm at, it's at Jason Schultz video. So linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jason Schultz video. Um, and if you'd ever want to talk to me, you can go to calendly.com forward slash Schultze, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z-Y. The last thought that I want to put out there, um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's the golden rule. It's just lead with love, treat people with kindness and respect. Every single person, even people you don't uh, agree with, uh, even people that may not be treating you with kindness, because the same way that one tuning fork can affect another uh, your positivity is contagious. Your smile is contagious. The way that you uh, affect people with your words, it's contagious. So be the good out there. Be the positivity out there. Leave the flow. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast. 